You're listening to the Cathedral Podcast. To learn more about Cathedral, like service times or how to get connected with a small group, visit wearecathedral.com. without crying, okay? That's going to be the goal. Um, You guys can take a seat. Um, We're super excited about this morning. We're super excited. I know we're all a little bit crowded. It's a little bit warmer, um, but I think it's really fun having us all together in one server. So this is fun. Thank you, guys. Um, We, let me just tell you a little bit about what we're going to do. We're going to just, we're going to do a lot of yay guying today. Like, yay God for all that you've done. And, um... And so we're going to, part of doing that is doing a lot of looking back. So to start, we're going to do, we had this then and now segment for this portion of the service. So some pictures, some video of then and now, some hairstyles, and then Misty scratched that part. She didn't want y'all to see what her hair looked like. Um, no, so we, we did find a video um, for this, this then and now segment that I think you're going to enjoy. Um, you know, before Dave and I were doing a lot of the speaking here at, at church, we actually got an invite from SNL, um, and we turned it down because we love you guys more than that. Um, but we did bring that here one night a long time ago for a comedy night, and, and me and Dave were the SNL cheerleaders then, not now. Uh, so t- take a look at this video right here. You, <laughs> notice the green carpet on the stage. <clears throat> The best part about that video is just now, during that opening song, I leaned over to Dave, and I was like, I forgot to mention that I was going to play our cheerleader video. He was like, are you for real right now? I was like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll it right now. Um, so that's always been, one of our goals at Cathedral has always been to have fun, because we feel like family is fun. And, um, and there's a lot of healing and laughter, and laughter breaks down a lot of walls. So that's why it's always been one of our goals. But another thing... And the most important thing is to help usher people into God's presence. Um, What I know and what scripture tells us is that everybody comes with their own hurts and their own things, their own strongholds. And where that gets changed and where we get changed and where we get growth is when we get up underneath God's presence. That's where that happens. And so getting people into the presence of God has always been our number one priority. To watch God's children come experience his love and grace. And, and to watch them be changed. And so we're going to do now a segment. We're going to do a then and now worship segment for this morning. And so what you're going to see is you're going to see us do some really old songs all the way up to some new songs. But what I want you to notice as you're worshiping is that his presence is going to be the same all the way throughout every song, no matter how many instruments are involved, no matter the style. And that has always been the case is God's presence has always been number one here at Cathedral. So stand with us and let's worship all the way from songs from then to now. Um, So if you're visiting with us for the first time, let me say welcome. You picked a fun weekend to come. My name is Megan. I'm one of the um, lead pastors on staff. And if you're visiting us online, we are super glad to have you. Please type in the comments, hello, and you guys chat together on there. Um, So today is a special day. It's 35 years that we're celebrating. And um, some of you are maybe new. You haven't been around that long, and you're saying, well, gosh, Megan, you sure don't look old enough to do... um, (laughs) 
And so uh, let me take you back to the beginning. So Cathedral was actually started um, 35 years ago by my mom and dad. And so we have something that we would do on their wedding anniversaries that has always meant a lot to my sister and I. (laughs) So we would go, so they did their anniversary and they always celebrated their anniversary together. And one of the things that my sister and I were so blessed with was to live in a home where the love of my mom and dad was demonstrated for us very strongly. And we got to see that. And I think as a child, it's it's one of the best blessings a, a parent can give you. And um, I always knew how much my dad loved my mom. I always knew that she was number one to him, even though I really think in his heart it's me. <laughs> um, but, um, but we would go, and so they celebrated their anniversary, and they did their trips. But they always took us out to dinner, and their anniversary is December 14th, so it's always cold and chilly. And we would go somewhere really fun, and we would sit, and every year we heard their entire love story from the beginning all the way to the end. The moment he saw her, how his heart raced the first time they held hands, the way he cut a backflip on the beach when he proposed to her. Um, and so their love story has been something that when we were little, we were like, again, we already know this story. Um, but now as we're older, I understand the richness of, of knowing and hearing that story of how faithful God was. And so what we, our vision for this service was to sit down and do exactly that. So sit down and have dinner, lunch, and just look back at what God's done. And just kind of give him all the glory. And, and I think that there's a lot that happens on the inside when we remember what all he's done. Because it gives you a lot of faith for what he is going to do in the future. So that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to worship a lot. Um, we're going to tell a lot of stories. And so I'm going to invite mom and dad, our senior pastor, our founding pastor, and his wife to come up. And um, we're going to get this scoop. sit right here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit in the middle because that's... I asked them, Mike. I, said, uh, here, 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 here. I said, Mike, are we standing up or sitting down? Because that will determine whether I'm wearing slacks or dress. He said, we're standing up. I, I know, but then I changed my mind, and I just want y'all to stay up here with us the whole okay, time. Okay, so I just here, you want you sit to down, know that Face I'm... this way and sit down, and then I'll spin you around. Here, hop up there that way. There you go. Hop up there that way. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dad, okay, you hop up too. Here, I'll... <laughs> hey, the reason we would tell them that story every year is because we wanted to make sure they set their bar high enough in choosing their men. Honestly, every year like, we'd tell that story. Do not settle. That was always something that we stressed. Do not settle. (laughs) True blessings. True blessings. Um, This is fun. I'm excited about this. Um, So one of the things that, yeah, it's that's the only thing about these stools. You, you, they told you gotta, you gotta grab a thigh of your neighbor to adjust. (laughs) They got a mind of their own. Um, So I don't know that everybody knows here. I mean, we know that we're named Cathedral. And it's a unique name, but I don't know that everybody here knows why the name Cathedral was, was picked. Can you tell, tell us a little bit about how we got the name? Well, we went to mom and dad's um, 
on Christmas, and they wanted us to go to a cantata with them. And no, so, so some of us well, a cantata is where kind of like a <laughs> choir that sings stuff that's probably not what like what we sang this morning. <laughs> but it was really pretty, very nice. It, it, was, it was Christmas at the time, church. so they were doing the cantata around Christmas music. It was a cantata, mm -hmm. and so on the little program it said. Cathedral of Praise. Let me take it from here, Mike. Well, what hit me is the cantata is about singing and worship. And so they had in their brochure that that program would be a cathedral of praise. And what hit me was not a brick and mortar cathedral, but that the people themselves would be a cathedral. And out of that cathedral of people would come praise. And all of a sudden, it hit me. I said, that's what we need to be. We need to be a people, not a building, but a people out of which praise flows to God. That's the name. That's the name, Cathedral. Cathedral of Praise. Mm -hmm. I love that. Uh, did y'all know that? I know. Um, okay, so talk us through um, before, so it was 35 years ago. How old were you when, when you started? What? what? <laughs> No, I don't mean it like that. Baby. I don't mean it. No, but I mean you. I don't mind a bit in the world. I'll be 70 in December. And I was 35 when we started the that, church. That Do the math. 35. Well, the reason I asked that you were 35 is because what I meant is when you started it, you had had some life experience. And so my question to you is tell, <clears throat> tell us about that life experience. What, where were you and what had happened that created this thing in you to go start Cathedral? Uh, we had served in three different churches as youth pastors. Can you believe that? <laughs> three different churches as youth pastor, associate pastor. We had a good time, you. <laughs> Especially that beach trip for a week. <laughs> and, so, and so the last one was in Columbia, and we were in Columbia at Forest Drive Baptist Church. And, uh, and after, I don't know, five years, they're just, it's what I call a holy content, a discontentment. And what it was about was, and I'm looking out and I see one of our trustees, Bob Wyatt, who was there, and Miss Pat, who were there with us. Uh, Bob, Pat, would you stand up? Just go ahead. And, and, and Bob and Kay, would you stand up? Bob and Kay. Oh, just keep standing. My, my, dad, my dad's already in heaven. My mom, she couldn't get here today. And, uh, but Bob and, and Pat were elders there at Forest Drive. And they moved here, and he's been a trustee for 35 years, one of the trustees. Bob and Kay, we had, uh, our Bob I mean, Kay was our first assistant to me, and we were meeting their home before we had our first meeting, and so their home was really where we started the church. So, Bob and Kay, thank y'all so very much. And while I'm calling names out, I'm right here, my, one of my best friends is going to be with heaven, in heaven, but his wife is right here with us, so we're glad you're here. Get away from all that. All right, and so, but it was around doing church, Meg, but not seeing enough life change. I just knew about the power of God to change lives, and we would come in and do church, and I would look out the window and see the cars going down the street, and I, I would say, they don't know the Lord. And we, we got it made in here but don't we care? Could there be a church that actually would reach out and in culture and people would come to Christ and life would be changed? 
And that's where the discontentment started. It just, it just, it just started. Is there a place like that? It's like we got to do more. We got to do more to get those people off the street and in. Right. And that it's not such a big transition from the street over in here, mm-hmm. so that they could hear about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was. It was basically it was that desire to do that, and finally, that kind of came to fruition. And then one day, the Lord spoke to us and said. Now you're ready to do what I've called you to do, which was start Cathedral. And so when you started Cathedral, it was not like anything you had ever seen church done before. Not in a way. No. Uh, not at all. Pray, praying about it, leading up into it. And we, we fat. I was about this thin when we came because we'd fasted so much. <laughs> we fasted. I need, I need to go back and do that again. <clears throat> uh, but the, I felt like the Lord spoke to us, Meg, and said, if you will keep your hands off this thing, I will build my church. Mm-hmm. And that's what we've tried to do all these years. So, I mean, even as far as, you know, this is, for a lot of us, this is all we've ever known is the way that church is done mm-hmm. this way. But, I mean, even as far as the way the music is done and dramas, and that was, that was something that back in, those back in the days. day was, it was not a thing. We, no, so it, it was no, really we a... Got, we, had, we got called some very interesting names at that time. It was really funny. <laughs> uh, just doing something that wasn't done. Yeah. And so, but your vision behind that was to do something that it made it easy for lost people to feel apart. Okay, hear God's word. We, we got called to a country club church. I'm not sure why they did that, said that. And one that there's just a lot of sinners there. <laughs> I remember Mike and I, if we heard that, we thought, you know, that's a good thing. That's a good that's thing. It's really a good thing. That's what we want. But I, I think, too, we live here and, and go to Cathedral, and there's a place where someone can walk in that is very far from the Lord, mm-hmm. and that be completely okay right where they are. Mm-hmm. That, that's who we want to walk in the door. And as a whole, as a family, we get excited about that. But that was one of your struggles was that you had been multiple places and hadn't felt that people felt that all the time when they walked into the door. Right. How, how, can, how can you know the Lord and have a relationship with God and yet be on his team mm-hmm. in terms of people coming to Christ? Can you have a church where you have people who know God, I mean really love God, and then have people coming who are searching for God? And can you have a service that will actually feed the people who already know God and then inspire and cause a hunger in people who are far from God? Mm -hmm. Can those two exist? And that was what we tried to do. Mm -hmm. We never thought about the size of a church. Never. I used to always think, I wonder if they're going to show up next Sunday. (laughs) That was never a thing. But that passion that the Lord put in us for people to know Jesus and to do Whatever it took to help that happen. Mm-hmm. It was just, it burned inside of my head. Yeah. I remember when you, when you and I were chatting and you said, I realized if I love Jesus and I'm worshiping him, then I, I have to love the mandate, the people that he loves so that he gave his life for. Yeah. There were several, what I call visitations, when we were far drive of God and getting us ready to come. And one of those, one of those times we were worshiping together. Just like we were doing that. We are worshiping, had our hands raised, just loving Jesus, just worshiping. And as I'm looking around and everybody's worshiping, 
Now, keep in mind, this, I didn't feel critical about the church at all. This was not a criticism toward the church. It was just, we just didn't see a lot of people come into Christ. There was not a lot of lost people in church. You know, they just, they didn't come. It was just about believers, you know. And so, uh, as I'm looking around, I had this thought. We love Jesus. And he said, I came not for the, not for the well, but I came for the sick. Should not our love for Jesus translate into us doing what he commanded us to do, and that is to go into the whole world and reach the whole world for him. Yeah. I mean, how, how can you love him and not do what he said to do? Yeah. So. so you got to that point, and you felt like God said, it's time. It's time. Originally, it wasn't Charleston. You didn't realize that. No. Um, you got a call from Stan. You got a call from Stan Hall. And uh, Stan up, Reap. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you, Reap, but she did. And, and he said, what about Charleston? Stan called up, and uh, we were in Georgetown at Dean's mom and dad's, and he simply said, Mike, have you ever thought about starting a church in Charleston? And I repeated it and said it out loud. Dean was at the end of the hallway, and I repeated <laughs> it out loud. Mom and dad's house. Cozy little place that we were there. We had, pla we had planned to move to Georgetown. That was our we intention. We had our house almost built on the river there, mm -hmm. Black River. Mm -hmm. And y'all probably heard this before. And when Mike said that out loud, I'm standing in the hallway going. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> I simply said to Stan, I said, well, Stan, no, I haven't, but I'll be willing to pray about it. So the net result is if you don't want to do something, don't pray about it. <laughs> All right. So we've got a little video for you guys. And it is kind of picking up there from the moment or from the point where you felt like God gave you the go ahead to okay. really all the way to, to now. So okay. here's, a, here's a cathedral history video. So you guys take a look. It's 2022, and that means Cathedral is 35 years old. Wow, that's incredible. That's three and a half decades of praise and preaching and loving on people in a way that makes you want to shout, look what the Lord has done. And hey, when you're 35 years young and looking this good, you got to celebrate. So let's do that together. Let's take a few minutes to remember what God has done in our church in the last 35 years. It all began in July of 1987 when six people partnered with Mike and Dean to start Cathedral. Now, two of them didn't have a choice. It was Mike's mom and dad. Soon, their small group was sitting in a Shoney's restaurant working out their first church budget on a napkin. And on September 13, 1987, we held our first official church service in the atrium of the Northwoods Best Western Motel. By January of 1989, Cathedral needed more room, so we moved to the cafeteria of Stahl High School. Every Sunday, there were lots of chairs to put out and then put up, but everyone jumped in and Cathedral took off. Cathedral was growing and we needed a place to call home. 
When a local realtor heard how much money we had to buy land in the middle of North Charleston, he said, there's no way. So God decided to show off and say, oh, there's a way. And in March of 1989, we purchased 10 acres of land at 3001 Landing Parkway. By March of 1990, we were in our very own building. In September of 1990, we added a second Sunday service. In September of 1991, we added a third Sunday service. So we launched a building committee to build a bigger auditorium on our 10 acres. But no matter how hard we tried, we just couldn't get a piece about a new building plan. That's because God already had a building picked out for us. He was just waiting for the right time to tell us. And in October 1992, we moved into our new home on 22 acres at 3790 Ashley Phosphate Road. It was a bit of a fixer-upper, but hey, we had the funnest fixer-upper crew ever. Then God really opened our eyes to his vision. We purchased more land, started Cathedral Academy, built a gymnasium, added more land, ball fields, and cathedral preschool. Our vision for a church family that reflects the same community seen in the first New Testament church has grown even bigger. Our desire for the arts to be a tool to reach people for Christ grew even more with our larger auditorium and stage. Now we had the ability to show people the life and love of Christ in a fantastic way. We wanted to immerse the audience in an experience that would help them encounter the presence of God. From the very traditional retelling of the Christmas and Easter stories to the fantastical tales of Ebenezer Scrooge and the Grinch, which so creatively present the good news of a redeemed and new heart, we've developed a reputation for presenting the story of God's love in a way that is fun, creative, and impactful. That's been our vision from the beginning, that the good news of Jesus Christ can be shared creatively in an atmosphere full of life, in a way that those far from God can be touched by the love of God. They're why we do what we do. They are the lost children of God. They matter to God, and so they matter to us. So thank you, Cathedral. Thank you for laughing in church, having fun in church, and making church a place where people walk away with a sense of being filled up with the love of God. Thank you for getting it and for making room for those who need to hear the good news. It's a beautiful thing that God has been doing for the last 35 years. And Cathedral, our best years are still to come. So now we're going to bring, we're going to add Luke to the equation. So babe, would you come on up? Luke is my husband. And, um, and Luke has been working on staff at Cathedral for 18 years, which is crazy. I know. 18 years. Why do you say years. wow? Like a, um, <laughs> just get started, baby. <laughs> um, and I feel like that Luke has a fun, um, perspective on on what cathedral has been talk to us a little bit when, when you think through what it has been for the last 35 years what word do you put to that what um the word i'd put is faithful um when i oh, shoot <laughs> yeah well the story there's really an ironic story that i'm going to share with you because meg had this thing when we were getting married that she said if you love me 
you will cry when you see me in my wedding gown. That's, I was like, what about all the other stuff I've been doing? She's like, no, if you love me, you'll cry. Because he like, didn't cry ever. I'd never seen him never. cry. And I was like, you're going to cry on our wedding day. Never. And I wasn't a Christ follower when this all started. Um, and so I chased her and found God and then found Cathedral. It, it all kind of worked out that way. Um, but I remember seeing her, and I told her, I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Go ahead and scrap that. Well, I didn't cry. I made it through that part. And then towards the end of the, end of the, the wedding, she ends up, or they play, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And poof, whatever was hardened in me exploded, and I've never been able to stop crying since that point now. So my kids make fun of me all the time. Dad, you're crying again. You're crying again. Um, but I was just so blown away of where I had come, you know, because for some of us, we weren't raised like this. You know, so then, you know, changing my life wasn't easy. So I needed a place that could, could help me and be role models to me. And so there was great men and women who built this church. And when I stepped in, I felt something amazing. And then one day they asked me to come on staff and I was like, do you, I don't know if you guys even know who I am, but <laughs> I will do that because you've done it for me, you know? And so for the, since then, he's just been faithful and, you know, it's, it's unique. If you were to come here on a weekday and you saw all of us having coffee in the morning, we literally say, what, what are we doing? Like, how did God pick us? Like the, just realizing that we are not deserving of this platform that God's given us. And we don't deserve this church that God's given us. And I think that's what's unique about this place is we're all so thankful and so desperate for God's favor and anointing on our lives because we couldn't do it by ourselves. So then we come here on Sundays and we're like, hey, there's a bunch of messed up people trying to reach a bunch of messed up people. And I think it's just unique, you know. <laughs> a great way to put it. It's a great way to put it. Uh, Luke will say... He'll say, I just, I don't, I don't understand why he's so faithful. You know, Thessalonians says, one of the verses we were talking about is, the one, he is good and he's faithful and he will do it. And he's doing it. He's done it. And so um, now we're going to add, oh, Macy and Dave to the equation. Macy and Dave. Yes. Um, as they're coming, one of the things I think has been um, so fun to watch is, um, and Dave, you can add to this with Luke and I, is just the people that God continues to put in place here. Um, you know, whenever uh, we look around and I look at you, you hear in that story, in that video, um, when the real estate agent told us, there's no way we're gonna, you can, with that money, get that land. Um, but what I think has been neat is, the people that he's put, that he has made things happen, it, he really has, it's, when he says he'll build the body, he's done exactly that. Like, you say we're a bunch of messed up people making it happen, and we really are. Like, all the people holding the doors, and the people on the stage doing worship, and the people doing sound, and you guys helping in the parking lot, and running the video. I mean, just, it's everybody together is what makes it work, and so. Uh, in, in all fairness to the real estate guy, when he asked me, how much money do you have? I said, none. <laughs> that was why his response That was the story. There's no. But you t to your point, we went, and that next Sunday, we took up an offering, and it was enough money to buy that property. Yeah. <clears throat> All right.
right. I, God, you're talking about faithful. Um, Mike and I realized we really didn't have what a lot of preachers and their wives have as far as talent. Most of, all of them just about can sing. I think we're the play. only preachers in the world that can't sing. Yeah, nobody in the family, we can't sing. Not a single you one. Know, play play yeah, I couldn't play an instrument. All Mike and I could do, we could you know, play a good game of basketball <laughs> or tennis or whatever. But we couldn't do all those things. And one Christmas, um, we had this guy coming down from Columbia to lead worship. It was, you know, it was close to Christmas. And he called like at 10 o'clock on Saturday night and said, well, I can't come. I'm sick. And so I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do tomorrow, Mike? He can't come. So Mike says, well, Dean, you and I will just get up there. <laughs> we will start the song. Then we'll back away. <laughs> we'll let them finish it. And Jesus thought, loves <laughs> he said, it's just Christmas carols. I said, Mike, they're some of the hardest to sing. <laughs> Plus, wherever we start them, that's where they're going to go. And we don't have a clue where we're starting. <laughs> I mean, we, we really don't know. Oh, Dean, we can do it. So I went and I got our little tape recorder. I said, okay, I'm going to hit play. Unless you and I start Silent Night and see how it goes. Silent it, it was awful, Mike said, oh my goodness. And maybe we just won't sing tomorrow. <laughs> so God has been so faithful at bringing people to, to do so many things. Yeah. So Davey. Talk to me, Meg. So what's been fun is, to me, I get jacked up and excited because we're talking about his faithfulness. We're talking about the call the vision, not building our vision, but building the vision that God has. How excited does that get you about what's to come? You know that gets excited. <laughs> it don't take much to get me excited, especially when you're talking about the things of God. And it just makes me so excited as I look around this room and I see so many stories of what God is doing. Here's a thought that hit me, Meg, actually, when we were worshiping here. You know, this place got started with six faithful people. Look at what's happening because of six people said yes to God. Okay? Now, yeah, give it up. Give it to them. Give them some, yeah. And we're thankful for the hard work that you guys did before us. And I'll say two things to that. If he can do what he's done, what you see this morning with six people, I don't know how many people are sitting in this room, but how much is he going to do in the next 35-year run? Yeah. With a bunch of people saying yes to making his kingdom grow right here in Charleston, South Carolina. Amen? Y'all ready to sign up for something of that nature? Because we don't have to go from house to house. Y'all realize how easy y'all got it? Y'all go back to a check-in and check your children in and walk about 10 feet down a hall. They had to go from house to house. Like there was one house for the one-year-olds, another house for the six-year-olds, and another house for the 18 to 45-year-old kids. <laughs> We got it good, and so the foundation, I think what excites me, if I can say anything, y'all, the foundation, not only is it rare in business to have what we have, but it's even more rare to have the foundation that we've had built uh, for the last 35 years, and we're building off of something, man, I can't wait to see what God does. Well, when you think about that, it's, that's such a good word, because if six people, God did that with six people, what, what, is, what could we do to Charleston? 
I mean, you look at all of the people in this room, every one of you that have such an influence in the community. And if every person that you guys have influence and connections with, they start to, to say, there's just something different about them. There's just a, something different about them. And every person that they meet that's involved with cathedral and loving the Lord, there's, I, I've got to have what they're having. Even, you know, recently um, we've got two girls in the church that have decided to run for school board for Dorchester County. Kelly Bates is running for school board. Yeah, come yeah. on. That took a bold move right there. Go ahead and give them a good hand. Make them. I, I mean, that that's God taking people and t- doing something outside of these walls, which, mm-hmm. which was a bit. Now, David, I don't know if everybody knows, but um, you too have been here for quite a long time. He was a baby. The, a baby. Was I was learning baby. how to walk when I started working here. It was great. <laughs> now, you really, how old were you when you actually started working? 14. 14 and in the grounds. So yep. You're cutting the grass. Cutting grass. Um, I too was chasing a, a young little lady here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it landed me a job here. I love landscape. I love flowers. I love everything about it. So uh, my first job was just getting out in the grounds. And even one of the funny stories, I was just meeting up with a guy who was over me at that time. He's moved on to a different job. But the biggest story that he reminded me of is when I showed up uh, to church one day for work, ready to go, ready to weed eat some ditches. But I came in my seersucker suit. Because that's how you got to look good out there where you cut grass. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Um, but, David, tell them, look, what are some things that were the core values when you came, when you were 14, that, that chain, helped mold and shape you to be who you are, that, you still, that are still part of who we are today? Yeah, I tell you what, you know, being in grounds, we we're talking about that. One of the biggest things I, I learned, uh, and this goes with every facet of life, not just church, but is to pursue excellence. If you're going to do it, do it right. And you see that around this entire campus, whether it's in building campaigns, whether it's building a ministry, whether it's going after a volunteer culture that does create an atmosphere where people are accepted exactly as they are when they walk through these doors. Aren't you glad if you can go back to the first day uh, that you stepped through these doors, that you were met exactly where you were? You weren't judged. You were just met by a group of people who were so excited. There's excellence across the sports. So that's one of the things that, you, that you're not only going to see every single day, but you'll see for as long as these doors are open, you're going to see that exact spirit behind it. But I think some of the things that we learned, again, that foundation was so deep that you guys uh, poured for us. And that's what I'm excited because I know that no matter what God wants to build, we're going to be able to do it because of that foundation. And, it's, and I'm going to go back to the big three. We talk about this so much, um, but is the, the importance of getting in his presence, doing exactly what we did this morning. Was the presence of God not amazing? The thing that I love about his presence is the fact of, you know, I know a lot of you guys have challenges that you're facing right now. If I got a chance to sit with you, we could go over those. But I love what the presence of God does because it doesn't just make him magically go away, even though he could handle it in the midst of it, while you're doing nothing, sitting in these chairs, he's going before you working on your behalf, right? However, but when we get into the presence, our challenges get smaller, but he gets bigger in that process. And so I love uh, the grandeur of his presence in this place. Um, we're a praying church. You, you heard it from him first. I mean, he lost so much weight in the beginning because of how much he, he fasted and prayed over this place. And that's just one of those foundational things that I can look back through our um, history, Mace, of every major decision, even coming on staff here, was done so with prayer. There, there is just a pray-first culture here uh, that is being passed into another generation. Uh, and then that, the last one, honestly, Meg, is just his intense love for the Word. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I love so much in this season that we're currently finding ourselves in right now. Man, when I talk to you guys, 
the way that you guys are hungering and thirsting for God. So not only do we have a foundation that is ready to explode with whatever God wants to have happen over the next 35-year run here, but it's already being built off of a foundation of you guys. Man, when you guys are so hungry and so thirsty for the things that God has, you're going to continue to do exactly what Pastor Mike said. This is not going to be just about these four walls. And there's going to be some great things that happen inside of this room, but we're always going to stay hungry for reaching his kingdom, reaching the people that he puts around in our life, putting, reaching the family members that are around you guys, going into those workplaces. And I think, honestly, those are all the things that not only am I excited about them, but those are core foundational principles. They're never going to leave this place. Yeah. Um, we've got a video that we want to show you guys, um, and this is a video, I, I sat down this week with a girl named Jennifer Harville, and Jennifer has been coming to the church for quite a long time, and I think what I love about her story is that it fully, um, it fully tells the vision, the story of the vision that you have from the beginning of finding someone that was lost and creating a way no matter their ups and downs, no matter if they come for a season and go for a season, that they always have a place. You know, he said um, that God told him to leave his hands off it and build his church. So our phrase and our, our thoughts behind this anniversary service were, it's his house, but it's our home. And um, so take a look at this video of, of Jennifer sharing her story and, and finding her home, her home church. We honestly would not be here if it weren't for Cathedral. Just the importance of Stephen and I getting saved at such young ages to be able to raise kids to know the Lord um, and they have been able to actually watch us navigate life. My name is Jennifer. Um, I'm married to Stephen. We have three adult children, which is hard to believe. Um, been coming here since I've been about 14 and it has definitely been a journey. Life has been full of ups and downs for us. Started off as a teen mom, had a boyfriend who did not know the Lord. My first encounter at Cathedral was working in the nursery. I started going to teens. I was raised Catholic, um, and so this was very different for me. As I was coming to teens, I was one of those that raised their hands almost every time for salvation because I had no idea what it meant, but I knew I wanted it. My husband, now my boyfriend then, um, he would come intermittently, and then I started working, really getting involved in the nursery, and then I ended up having a daughter when I was 16, and being here um, was so vital, and then I lose my dad. Through that time, it was the people of Cathedral that stepped in. They were the ones flooding my house with food, calling, checking. That was when I knew, like, this is the church that I wanted to be a part of. I was able to navigate the hardest part of my life. I thought being a teen mom was the hardest. It wasn't. It was losing my dad. And it was like what I learned here was like, even though I didn't have my dad, I had a dad who loved me. So in the midst of all that, here I am raising this daughter with a boyfriend who's in and out. And I just really, I was like, God, I just really want a family. But it just wasn't happening until I said, God, I can't. Like, I can't do this anymore. Really, God became my focus. When I shifted and made my relationship with him priority, that's when things started happening. I told God, I said, you know what? 
if it's just me and you at this point, that's it. I'm fine with that. Just help me, give me direction as to where you want me to go. Also, I'm navigating nursing school, which is so incredibly hard. So I did that and then this boyfriend of mine decided, all right, think I'm gonna start making changes. Because Stephen was a really good man. He was a good person. He just was making bad decisions. We sat down with Mike. Unbeknownst to us, Stephen gets saved. I'm like, okay, this is amazing. This is it. We're gonna be a family. God's got this. And it wasn't that easy. There were a lot of lows before we got to where really God got a hold of him. He got saved, but he had to work through some things. We went here for years. And then I think my nursing career, I started working weekends. And then so he kind of had to man the fort and take the kids to church. And honestly, like where they were going to church, I just wanted them to be in church. Being a parent, being a mom, kids are busy. And an excuse maybe, but it did. We pulled away significantly. We were both, I had to think about this. We were both saved here. We were both baptized here. We were both married here. And I mean, we had our kids, we raised them up here. We were really involved here. We were involved in children's ministry, marriage ministry, teen. we were just involved, we were all in. In us leaving, we were able to see that there is no perfect church, there is no perfect pastor, there is no perfect person. And it allowed us also some time for spiritual maturity. It was this past year, um, Christmas, New Year season. Our church wasn't offering Christmas service, New Year service. And so I said, you know what? Let's just go here. And everybody was like, okay. And I knew, I was like, this is, this is home. This is where I'm supposed to be. But I didn't want that to come from me. Like I wanted God to kind of do his thing. So I prayed, I said, God, if this is where we're supposed to be, if you want us back here, then I want you to speak to my husband. I want that to kind of come from him. Later on that afternoon, we we're just kind of laying around talking and he said, you know what? I really think we should continue coming for this next series. Okay. And here we are ever since. Without this church, without Pastor Mike, without like what we have now, probably wouldn't be because it, this, this place and space allowed God to get a hold of him and like just change his heart. Life hasn't been perfect, but life has been good. God has been so faithful in keeping his promises to me. Here we are 20 years later, 20 years later. <laughs> and then like I've been able to very easily get reconnected, like serving in guest services, even getting in the nursery. God is still good. He has walked with us through all of that. And it has been so nice to have somewhere that we have called home um, that we've had people to journey with and do life with through those tough seasons um, to get us where we are today. The guest service team is coming up and um, you guys, we're gonna do a, a moment of a few worship songs before we leave. Um, and we wanted to give you guys an anniversary present. And so what we have for you guys is a key for everybody. 
Because what we want you to know is that from the beginning, God said, leave your hands off it and just build what I've called you to build. And so it truly is that it's his house, but it is your home. And we want you to know that no matter what life brings, no matter the ups, the downs, we want to celebrate all the good in that you always, always, always have a home here. You always have a safe place to land. You always have someone that's praying for you. You always have someone that's believing for you. And I know for me, my house key to mom and dad's means the world to me because I know I can always go night or day. And so you put this on your keychain, or you stick it in your wallet or you stick it in your key drawer at home. And if you ever just need a reminder of how much God loves you, that you do have a place, that it is his, it is his house, but it is your home. And you have a home where you belong and you have a place where you're called. So let's just worship together. Come on, church. Come on, church. Let me hear what you got this morning. God, we worship you. God, we worship you. Come on, let's give him the best praise this morning. Lord, we love you so much. Come on, let me hear you this morning. If you believe what God started over 35 years ago, he's not done yet, and he's going to be faithful to see us through to completion of the entire story that he has for this church. Do you all believe that this morning? Yeah, come on. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, I love God, and I love his people. Y'all ready to sign up for another 35 years? Come on. Here's what we're doing to do. We got one more element, but before we do, I get the privilege to pray over our tithes and offering. And y'all know the way that I like to do that. Uh, whatever represents your giving, uh, just get it out, your wallet, your phone, whatever it is. Uh, and let's pray because of an area that he's been faithful time and time again, not only in this church, but in each of one of y'all's lives, it's been around this area of giving. I've heard so many stories where y'all have tested that very principle, and in miraculous ways, he has come through in your life. With that being said, let's, let's pray over this, and I just want to speak to you a little bit of what I feel like God's saying to me right now. Lord Jesus, we just thank you for this amazing weekend. Thank you for the privilege of being called over 35 years ago right here to Charleston, South Carolina. And Father, we are excited to sign up for another 35 Father, your word says so many times that you give a double portion, whether it's in their finances, whether it's in the spirit of a person, whether there's multiple times, Father, right now, I just speak a double portion over people's finances in this church, but would it be attached to something in particular? Would it be attached to a double portion of hunger to go after this city, this low country, to advance your kingdom. Father, would you just provide miraculous ways where we can just grow your kingdom? Father, I ask for your blessing now. Will we continue to test you? Will we, would we continue to see the miraculous things that you've done all through the history of time to advance your kingdom? Father, we give you this next 35 years. It's yours. We keep our hands off of it. But, Father, we ask that you use us. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Amen. amen, amen, amen. All right, here we go. One quick thing before we got one more song. Y'all okay with one more song? Let me put this thought in your head. Here's what I see when I look around this room. What I see is a bunch of people who were lost. And by the grace of God, there was a God who sent his son on a rescue mission for every single one of our lives. 
and through the gifts of salvation, there's a lot of people in this room who have been found. Amen? You know, I look around this room and I see a lot of brokenness. But I also see a lot of people who began a journey to wholeness. And you're allowing God to shape and to mold and to change and to lead you. I look around this room and I see story after story of healing that has happened. Supernatural healing that has happened in your life. It may be in the physical that you've received that healing. It may be in the relationship within your family. It may be a personal healing that nobody else knew about in your world. Not even the person sitting next to you. But God did a miraculous healing in your life. That's what I see. And as we go into this next song, I want us to worship in a way that I want you to go back to the day where you walked through these doors, you, or maybe you had an encounter with God, and here's the thought that I know every single one of us have had, because I've had it myself, and I've talked to a lot of you folks. Here's how our brain works. God, I don't think you can use me. God, I don't think I'm good enough. God, I don't think I'm smart enough. God, I don't think I have the talents enough. There's no way my past is too messy. You can't use me, God. But then there was a day that you saw the lie for what it was. And not only did you realize that God was going to meet you exactly in the challenge that you were facing, but he was getting ready to show you, oh, no, 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 no. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh, then you realize that he's got so many amazing plans and purpose for, for your life. Amen? Amen. So I want you to remember that, and I want us to celebrate and worship around this concept of everything that he's done in his house right here in our home. Let's worship. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is not. Good job, Cathedral. This is not on the docket. This is not what we're supposed to do right now. This is not on the text sheet. But I feel like that it would be doing the vision of all Cathedral a disservice if we didn't just say this. If there's anybody in this room, you've heard all of the stories. You've heard Jen tell the story. You heard Luke talk about being so lost and so broken. He talked about Dad saying he was in a church knowing that there were people that didn't know how much God loved them. I just feel like we would be doing a disservice if there was someone in this room that came this morning that doesn't know Jesus. That the whole vision of our church has been to give them the opportunity to know how much God loves them. and how. So can everybody in the room really quick, can you just all close your eyes and bow your head right where you are? We're not going to embarrass you in any way. But if there's anybody in this room and you would say, I, I, I feel like that what you're saying, Meg, is God is tugging on my heart to give my life to him. All I'm gonna do is we're gonna all say a prayer, but it's gonna be your prayer. I'm not gonna embarrass you, but if that's you and you're in this room and you want that kind of change <clears throat> that everybody talked about in your life and you wanna ask Christ into your heart, if just right where you are, if nobody looking around, it's just me and you, if you would just lift your hand right where you are. If there's anybody, if it's just one person, one per two people in the very back row, if she's online, there's four, five, six, seven, eight, Nine, somebody with both hands, all the way to 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Such a bold move. So proud of you guys. 15. Mm, 16. Hands in the balcony, in the back. They're still going up. Man, this is awesome. Come on. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Such a bold move. You guys can put your hands down. Um, we're going to pray just as a congregation. Everybody's going to pray. Hey, I just wanna tell you that everybody in this room that's on this platform that's in the congregation beside you has said a prayer that was similar to this. And we're just gonna just repeat after me. Father God, I know I need you. So I give my life to you. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. 
I want to spend eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, amen. Come on, let's give us some praise for that right here. Oh, man. That's been a fun 35. It's been a it's fun. It's been a fun 35. All right, Davey. Um, really quick before they go, we've got a fun series coming up starting next week that you Come don't. On. Who's ready for at the movies? At the movies series. <laughs> we got some movies that I'm excited to bring okay, to you. Okay, so that's a good question. What movies? When can we find out what movies we're doing? Next week when you sit your little behind right there in that seat. So we can't tell you the movie till you get here that Sunday, okay? So every Sunday is gonna be a fun reveal for which movie. And then let's talk to the people online really quick because yeah. we are kind of limited because we can't show Absolutely. This. Hey, so I know a lot of you guys are listening live right now, which is fantastic. Uh, but a lot of you guys will watch these services later on down the road. Next week, you will be able to attend online, but it's only going to be during the actual live event. Once that's over, it's gone. It's not staying on our website. Um, so the two options for you, be live or watch it live online. Be and it's all a copyright issue. It's all because copyright we, issue, at yeah. the movies, we show so many movie clips that we can't reshow. So we'd love to have you in here with us. Back to normal services, 9 and 11. You got it. Okay, we're going to go out, eat. We've got food for you guys, hot dogs, hamburgers. I just have to tell y'all that my sweet mama found out we were having hot dogs and y'all didn't have chili. So she made chili. <laughs> Homemade chili. Yes. Hot dogs. Oh, wait. So... Um, hey, and so we're going to, um, what, last question, what if somebody wants a cathedral sweatshirt? We're, hey, they're gonna so as of right now, it's in the uh, foyer, right, okay. as soon as you go out of these doors to the left, but we're also going to have them um, out at the picnic. A lot of uh, uh, people asking about it, so see one of those tables, they'll be glad to help so you So we're going to go eat. So can you bless the food? Let's bless the food. Perfect. And by the way, as we go out, you're more than welcome to pick up your children. We have both playgrounds open. we got jump castles. We're ready to receive you. i got four kids. Believe me, we got to have something for them to do as well. But we also have some amazing food, and it's all out these doors if you didn't already see it set up in the parking lot right here to the left. With that being said, everybody bow your heads and let's pray and bless the food. Lord, thank you so much for this amazing day where we get to worship you. Thank you for this incredible church that you blessed us to be a part of. And Father, would you bless this food? And everybody said a loud amen. 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 Happy see anniversary, church. You've been listening to the Cathedral Podcast. If you were encouraged by today's message, leave us a rating and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions about today's message or just want to reach out, send an email to questions at cathedralemail.com. Thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Have a blessed week.